theyeshiva.net. Ich versuche mich zu lernen, weil in den letzten zwei Jahren hat es verschiedene Probleme, die Nigler, die Nister, Jiddischkeit. Und da beschäftigt der Mensch, Baruch Hashem, hat die Tochter gesagt, ich mache sie beziehungsweise hinderte Tausende, Kirif Kreuvim, Kirif Kreuvim. Und lass mich mit Habesan zu gehen, ein bisschen bessere Gruppe. I thought I could speak in Yiddish. Aber bald hat ich gesehen, verstehen Sie nicht, dass ich viel auf Jiddisch. Vermehle, und ich mein Jiddisch ist ein russische, litwische Jiddisch, nicht kein galizianer Jiddisch. Vermehle, weil ich rede auf Englisch. Ich rede auf Fritteuch, aber das bestanden verstehen Sie sicher nicht. Vermehle, weil ich rede auf Englisch, I'll speak in English, so everybody hopefully can understand, even me. The other day, there was a Jew who was being introduced at a dinner to speak, a mitzvah, a some dinner. This Jew was very, very wealthy. He also considered himself to be a very, very big Talmud Chachem. And he also considered himself to be one of the G'dayle Hadar. The person who introduced him needed his money. He needed him for money. So he invited him to speak, and of course he gave him a beautiful, beautiful Agdama. Beautiful. And he said that this man is the greatest Talmud Chachim, not only of this generation, but of many generations. He's Rabban Shalkol B'nei Agoyle, Sadiq Yisoyed Amud Hayomid, Patish HaChoyzek, and besides all of that, he's also Sarah Torah, Sarah Chesed, Sarah Yir, Sarah Ava. And besides that, he's also a Koyan. He could bless Yid, he's a Koyan also. Fine, they introduce him, he gets up to the Stender, and he says, Laman Ma'emes, for the sake of truth, just want to clarify one thing. Can Koyan be A Koyan. I'm not. That was his, uh, those were his opening lines. Okay, so despite some of the divrei hagzama in the person who introduced me the words, I don't know what the cheshbon was, because there's no big cheshbonus here. I thank you very much for the invitation, for the privilege to speak at this bar mitzvah. Since I watched the bar mitzvah boy for the last uh, two years, 
Every Shabbos morning, I don't know how many 12-year-old, 11-year-old boys walk every Shabbos morning. Beratzen, not There's a lot of boys who walk Beratzen. But this is Beratzen, not Not only boys, girls too. <laughs> who walk a long, long way Shabbos morning. And there's only one reason. It's not like the sponge cake there is very delicious. Or the coffee or the tea they can't get in the, their neck of the woods. But the reason is that they want to, the Bar Mitzvah Bacha, his father, his siblings, want to uh, be stimulated in a very profound, in a very profound and spiritual way with the light of Teresa Baal Shem Tov, the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov. So watching the Bar Mitzvah boy grow up the last two years and more, I am extremely thrilled to be able to be at your uh, Bar Mitzvah, Shmuel Tzvi. And I want to wish your parents, the Bezriel Yehuda, and your mother, Mrs. Engel, and of course your grandparents, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe, Engel, and your grandmother, and of course from the Greenwald family, your Zayder of Aaron, and the Rebetzin, and the entire Mishpacha, all the uncles, and all the aunts, all the cousins, all the relatives, and all the friends who are gracing you here at this great occasion of your Bar Mitzvah, which the Zoyer compares to a chasana, just a little cheaper, hopefully. <laughs> but it will come soon, don't worry. Be'ezer Hashem bismana, And be part of this great simcha. You know, my dear friends, Shmuel Tzvi may know this well, and everybody knows this. Every, every generation has its unique brachas, its unique blessings. And every generation has its, I don't want to say challenges. We don't believe that there are challenges. We believe that there are opportunities. Every generation has blessings, and every generation has opportunities. Because the Baal Shem Tov taught that all challenges in life are really opportunities. From a chitzonistic perspective, they look like challenges. From a deeper perspective, they're just opportunities. Every generation has its blessings and its opportunities. One of the opportunities in this generation is to be able to graduate from a place of one perspective to another perspective. What do I mean? The Gemara says in Psachim that the difference between Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is Avram had one good tomato and one rotten tomato. Yitzchak had one good potato and one rotten potato. Afyidr Zokman, Afafolta, Afafolta Frucht, Afafolta Grins. Avram had a son, Yitzchak, he had a son, Yishmael. Yitzchak had a son, Yaakov. He also had a son, Esav. Yeah, that's why they say, you wish somebody, you say, Why? Because Esav also had a son, Nachas. As I stated in Parshish by Yishlach. One of Esav's children was Nachas. So you say something, you should have Nachas, doesn't mean anything. You want a certain type of Nachas. Yaakov, the Gemara says, Mitosei Shleiba. His family was wholesome. It was shleim, shleim was complete. 
Not like his father in Zayda. Starts with the Shaila, what happened? So everyone says, he hit the jackpot at Git Gedavid. Rachel and Leah, good gevain, balichtzadin. Maybe he said all tillim all day. Maybe he went to Miran. Maybe he did a lot of zgulas. I don't know what he did. He did good stuff. Yaakov must have done. Avrami Yitzchak did it. What happened by Yaakov? That mitosei shleima. His whole family was wholesome. What's pshat? What's epis? So it's a big mazel. You know what it is. Some fathers and mothers... Amachaya, eina eina. They just come out like in the factory, you know. Eina eina, boom, 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 boom. Latoyer, lechipel, amasatoyer. Next, 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 next. They don't get stuck, you know. In a factory, you cast a production machine. Boom, boom, boom. Out, out, out. Next, 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 next. I once asked a rabbi, "What do you do in your shul?" He says, "I do three things for my community. I hatch them, I match them, and I dispatch them." Fine. That's one family. But there's another type of family. And when one of the children, they get stuck. The machine gets stuck. So just as I partial. Yes, they have with therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. Too much love, too little love. You need more love, you need less love. Yet discipline, no discipline. This school, that school, you don't know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You're detached, you're too attached, you're a control freak, you're not a control freak. You're soft, you're hard. The marriage is the problem, the house is the problem, the sibling is the problem, the elder, the, the bubble is the problem, the tzadas is the problem. But the machine gets stuck. That's all it is. So Yaakov, it's so lucky, it didn't stop. Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehudi, Zohar, boom. Wonderful, wonderful. They graduated high school, they went to Masif, they went to Yisrael, went Yeshiva, Shidduch, Koyvel. Some of them made a little money, some of them stayed and learned, some became a Chabri Svadim. The bottom line was, everyone was with Shaimal, the first Menechenish, there's 12 girls, valedictorians, Bais Yaakov, Bais Ruchel, Bais Sada, Bais Sanz, Bais Siyah, Bais Rivka, valedictorians, Mamash, like the girls here. As I let it in the Pashtas, Oh, but the emphasis is that that's not the pshat. <laughs> it's not the pshat. Avram was also a holy man. Yitzchak was also a holy man. The pshat is, as the Svasena says, Aparchus Vayetze, Mitosay Shlema didn't have to do with the children. Mitosay Shlema had very little to do with the children. Mitosay Shlema had to do with the father and the mother. It had to do not with the children, but with the perspective of the parents. The reason that Yaakov's entire family was wholesome is because he saw his entire family as wholesome. He could have looked at it otherwise. Trust me, Yosef was what they call today in English the black sheep in the family. He stood by the mirror. The pay is a little too long. He was very busy grooming himself. Then he has a dream that the whole world is going to bow down to him. Then he has a dream that the sun and the moon are going to bow down to him. Everybody looked at him and said, listen. <laughs> too much individuality. Too many chaloymas. Kukarain and point. Point. Instead of Cholomen. 
No, he's busy chalaming, the whole world is bowing down to him. Of course, they told Yaakov, it's not going to happen. Everybody's going to stand up and bow down to him. It was very easy to look at Yosef and say, no, one of them didn't turn out so well. The Chiddush of Yaakov was, Va'aviv Shomer Es Yaakov, because of who he was, had the perspective to be able to see in each of his children absolute wholesomeness. Because he understood that Shlemus for one person is not what Shlemus is for another person. And that's why the Gemara says, Avram was besaken Shachris, Yitzchak was besaken Mincha, and Yaakov was besaken Mayriv. What's Mayriv? Mayriv is night. Tfilas Arvis is Tfilas Arvis. The Tfilah of night. The Chiddush of Yaakov is, as I said, this Tfilah means connection. Hatoifel, Naftule Diftalti. Tfilah means connection. The Chiddush of Yaakov was, Tikein Tfilas Arvis. Even from night, even from darkness, he made a tefillah. Yaakov had genommen finsternis und hat es verwandelt in a tefillah. Yaakov had genommen choyshech and he turned it into a relationship. He turned it into a tefillah. He turned it into a connection. He took the challenge of darkness and instead of dismissing it, Instead of throwing it into the garbage, instead of saying, you don't fit into my family, you're not good enough, you're not holy enough, you're not Hasidic enough. He understood the secret, to pick up, to heal, to repair the fill of Iris. And where do you see it most? At night, he dreams. He's the first man in Chumash to go to sleep. Nobody else went to sleep. The first person who goes to sleep in Chumash, Adam, is put to sleep by Hashem. But who's the first person who goes to sleep? You don't have any story of anybody going to sleep. Huh? The girls know Chumash. Anybody goes to sleep before Yaakov? Anybody knows Chumash? I'm not going to ask the men. You invest Chumash of if I'm not mistaken, Yaakov is the first person to go to sleep. He goes to sleep. Where does he go to sleep? And what happens when he goes to sleep? He has a dream. Again, he was put to sleep. <laughs> he was put to sleep by his daughters, by the Lechayim that you're giving out. But, uh, but uh, Yaakov went to sleep. He went to sleep. He's not afraid of going to sleep. And he has a dream. And when he wakes up, he says, Hashem is here, even though I don't know it. What was the Kiddush of Yaakov? Where everybody says, eh, there's nothing here, there's nothing here. Let's move on, let's move on. Yaakov says, no, 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 no. 
Never ever look at a child. And if you can say, that means you're not in the space of Kedusha. You're not in the space of the Beis HaMikdush. The space of the Beis HaMikdush, you say, From my rib, you also make a tefillah. From night, you also make a connection, a relationship. But there's one condition. The condition is, Ay, 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 what's that? Frek the helik upon him, the Bala flood upon him, Yafis, Chesiyogunalaini, asks the following question. In Lashem Kaidish, it's redundant. You say, Achin Yesh Hashem Bamakamazah, Veloyeda, or Veloyadati, or Vanoichi Loyeda. Anoichi Loyadati is like you say in English, I, I don't know. It's good for a poem, but it's not proper grammar. You don't say, Hashem is here, and I, I don't know. Veloyadati. 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 Zagadeh look upon him office. An unbelievable touch. In order to find Hashem Bamakim Hazah, there's one condition. Anoichi Loyodati. I have to forget about my ego. The I I cannot know. Loyodati the Anoichi. For a few minutes, I have to put away my Anoichi. Then I could find Hashem here. What does this mean? What it means is very often in life, our egos get involved and determine what our children have to look like. And then we can't find Hashem here. You didn't fit into my model. Hashem is not here. This is garbage. You're a disappointment. I have to put away my anoichi. I have to forget about my ego. My ego, my disappointment, my frustration, as though your purpose in life is to give me nachas. As though you were created so I should feel good about myself. As though your purpose is that you should fill my voids. Because many of us parents, let's face it, have insecurities. And we never dealt with our own stuff. So we need our kids to be able to work it out for us. And when they come out perfect, we can go to sleep and say, Ah, that's not me and then you're gonna be disappointed terribly. And then you'll realize that your child is a like the Lashon of the Tanya. Mal says in many svarim, but the Balatanya is most of one word. Mal It's not an exaggeration. It's not a as nice shalashudas toira. So just to shine the word, was mezok for the chasam soifa, see from the halakas sarsholim, see from the ma'isaadim, see from the yismach moishe, see from the rebbe. It's a nice word for shalashudas. Mal. Then you come home and you slap them up. It's literal. It's not a guzma. Mamish from the word mamoshes. When you touch a child, when you touch a Jew, you have to know what are you touching? 
What are you feeling? What are you connecting to? A piece of Hashem, a chelik elikami ma'al. Ayid once told me, his name is Rabbi Lou, he lives in London. His name is Rabbi Lou, to the Santazach. <coughs> he told me that he had a bad temper. Maybe he still has. But he told me he had a bad temper. Like a man in class. And who, when, you're very, when you have a very bad temper, who do you let it out on? You let it out on your children. Yeah, you can't let it out in shul, because in shul you have to get shlishi and shishi and mafti. But at home, you let it out on your wife. And you let, I'm not talking about you guys, but other people, they let it out on their wife, they let it out on their kids. So he used to let it out on his children. He was also a principal of a school. So he was under a lot of stress. He came home, pah, wah, wah, ooh. And it bothered him, you know, he let it out. And then he had charotter, malayim charotas. He felt bad. He slapped them up and he felt bad. He told me this mice himself. He lives in London. He was once in New York. And he told me he went to visit the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And he told him, and he asked him, so what do you do? He pushes it, he, he loses it, and he smacks his kids, and then he feels bad. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he told this to me, he said, the Lubavitcher Rebbe told him, so come and I'm all under the kinderspillenishtu. Other children also come to play in the house, neighbors, relatives. He says, yeah, what? He says, the fraskas say, I can't, oh. You give them a spanking also, you beat them too. He says, no, 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 no. That's for us nicht. Why don't you smack them up too? They probably also don't behave. Why are you kids here? Why do you discriminate? Why don't you give everybody equal treatment? He says, my neighbor's kid, I'm going to smack them up. My neighbor's going to call me up. What are you doing to my kid? I sent the kid to play, get some cheesecake. They come home with black and blue marks. What are you doing? They could call the police. My own kids. But that's the Chishmaina Kinder. So the Rebbe looked at him and said, And your children, you own them? They're your slaves? They're your pawns? You own them? Hashem gave you diamonds to polish. You don't own them. So he said, The next month, when the hips of the hand, slug in thy kin, davzech the hand, a treisel tongue. Hayitochen, vi kenich slugin, the meibrishten sakind. Next time you lift up your hand to beat your child, your hand should tremble. Your hand should tremble. Hayitochen, how could I hit, spank, beat a child of Hashem? Yaakov was mitasei shleima because he saw mitasei shleima. He looked at every child and he saw the beauty. He saw the perfection. But perfection for one child is not what perfection is for another child. Each child ain't zakim beisalakim v'zeshar hashemayim. Achin yesh Hashem b'amakim hazeh. Only if anoichi. If I could put my anoichi to sleep, if I could take my anoichi and transcend it, transcend it, I'll be able to see that Yesh Hashem, Mamesh Bamakim Azah, Tayyid Eden, Helekeid,
When I think about the Engel family, the family of the Babitzelbacher, the uniqueness of Rebbe Israel <coughs> and his wife is that they work every day on this perspective to be able to see the Pnimiyas, not the Chitzonias, to be able to see the truth, not the superficial. We live sometimes in a world, I said, every generation has its challenges, opportunities. It's one of the great challenges and opportunities of this generation. Too often do I hear from parents about their children and they lack this perspective. And the reason they lack this perspective is because they lack perspective. And because they lack perspective, they don't have the afsharis to be able to see the pnimius instead of the chitzonius. And certainly I know this doesn't come from a vacuum. <laughs> this doesn't come from a vacuum. Even though, even though <coughs> each of us creates our own destiny, we create our own choices, but nonetheless, there's no question by me that the years and years and decades of Messiris Nefesh, that both the Engel family the Zayd of the Bar Mitzvah the Baba, the Elta Zayd especially, the Elta Baba, all the way back. And the same is true with the Greenwald family. The mysterious Nefesh and the commitment and the dedication that they had in easy times and in difficult times to be able to make sure that the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev and his Talmidim and the Mamlacha of Bells not only continues to survive, but also thrives. These things leave an indelible impact on children, on children's children, and on great-grandchildren, and I want to conclude with one little story that I want to share, the Mamitzabach HaShendosh Wow, okay. As it's Shabbos Asha, I don't know why I was chayshin them. But at this point, most Bar Mitzvah boys, they had enough, and they ran away. But as it's not, I want to share a story with you, that I think could be of benefit throughout your entire life. And maybe also for some of us. I was invited to speak at a dinner of bells in Montreal, right before Rosh Hashanah. So I traveled to Montreal, and it was an interesting dinner. It was half Belzechsidim and half secular Jews from Montreal that they have contacts with. So I didn't know who I'm speaking to. I asked them, am I speaking to the Belzechsidim? Am I speaking to the secular Jews? They said, speak for everybody. Okay, fine, we'll speak for everybody. So I told them a story. And I said that I think the story contains so much power to it. Story is that the previous Belzerov, Zechit Sadik Bakadash Lavrachir of Aram, he passed away Khaf Alif of Tufshin Yud Zayan. Right? Huh? Yeah. You could Google, but I know. Khaf Alif of Tufshin Yud Zayan, summer 1957. And uh, 
I don't have to tell most of the Soylem, but he suffered terribly in his life. And uh, his Kedusha, I don't have to describe here again for this Oilam, not that I could describe it. But when he left, when he ran from Hungary and then from Poland, after losing most of his family, or entire family, besides his brother, he came to Eretz Yisrael, and they say that the first Shabbos, he was in Haifa, and it was Shabbos Shira, Shabbos Parshas B'Shalach, winter of Tov Shindal in 1943. 1944. Who came to a tish? It's not like today, bells, you look, you go, thousands of Yidin. Who were there, you think? Come, after a few Jews, and not in the mood. Remember, nobody thought there's going to be a future to the world of Chassidus then. Nobody. Very few people thought. First of all, you didn't have the numbers. And even those who were there, it's a bracha, it's a hakt. Everyone was depressed. It was impossible to think otherwise. If you were a normal person, you didn't think there's a bright future to it. So he's having a tishtim, a zinc. After what he went through and everybody else went through, there were a few survivors there. There was no time to it. There was no simcha. So they say that the Helika Belzerus, Chisa Yogan Alain, he opened his mouth, his holy mouth, and this is what he said. Haflavafel. It was Parshish B'Shalach. He said, the Pasuk says, Az Yashir Moshim. Moshe is going to sing. Frek Rashi going? Oh, sure, he sang. It's a story that happened. Mikan l'tchiyas ha-maisim in Here you have a source that is going to be tchiyas ha-maisim. That those who passed will come back. So Moshe didn't only sing, Moshe will sing. The Belzeru's Chisiyog and Alayni asked, why from the whole Torah, Hashem chose that tchiyas ha-maisim should be hinted in these words. Why here? Why us, Yosha Moshe, the whole Torah could have hinted it somewhere else. Why was it so important here? And he said, let's think about it. They go through the Yamsuf. Moshe says, Yidin, love is zingin. Yidin, let's sing. Moshe, tired of Moshe. Vachamushim ulay olu b'nai Yisrael marriage mitzvah. So Krashi, a fifth, a fifth, 20%. We were 80%. They stayed in Egypt. They died in Egypt. In Medrash, in Medrash, there's a shita, echad mechamisha, echad mechamishim, echad mechameshmeis. One of five, 20%. One of 50, 2%. One of 500. But even if you want to say one of 500, one of 50, certainly a fifth. Everyone had either a brother, a sister, a cousin, a friend, a shviger, a shver, a neighbor. They knew. It wasn't a stranger. A child, a parent, a brother-in-law, a sister-in-law that they left behind. Moshe, we were saved. We came and How could you sing? 20%. We are the 80%. What is Moshe going to answer? So Moshe told them, what Moshe said is you have to know Jewish history. Jewish history doesn't only look at the past. Jewish history always takes the future into consideration. In fact, if somebody would ask me, what's the difference between Jewish history 
and all other history. And the answer is, listen to this. All history is written about the past. Jewish history is based on the future. We define the past and the present based on the future. We don't say Golos. We define Golos based on Gula. We define Golos Mitzrayim based on Gula's Mitzrayim. Jewish history is written based on the future. Moshe told the Jews, it's not over. You left, there in Mitzrayim, it's not over. The Neshamas didn't die. There's still a future. Don't just look at what you see right now. There's a bright future. That's what the Belzerub said. Shabbos Shira. Tafshin Dalit. In the midst of the Churban. As the gas chambers were functioning on the maximum level. And the Germans were exterminating. East European jury. Day after day after day. There was no end in sight. And he knew it better than everybody else because of his entire family that was almost completely exterminated. And he said, yes, the only way I could sing is if I think about the future. And he sang. And the people sitting there also sang. This was 1943. How many years later? 53, 63, 73, 83, 93, 03, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Exactly 75 years later. You see how good my math is? Exactly 75 years later. We are today at a Bar Mitzvah. Right here. It looks like another Bar Mitzvah. Don't take it for granted. Yungalai, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went in from the El Tazayd and El Tabab of the Bar Mitzvah Bacha. From the El Tazaydas and El Tababas of the Bar Mitzvah Bacha. From the Zaydas and the Babas. That today you could say, Oz Yashir. Not only he sang, he will sing. It's not going to be amazing. But in Ikvas of the Meshichi, you see the miracle of a renaissance, of a renewal, of a rebuilding that we are privileged to see with our own eyes and sometimes the young people don't understand the depth of that miracle. Why is this so relevant to Abba Mitzvah Bacher? I'll tell you why, Shmuel Tzvi. To be a sensitive boy. Hemes? You're a sensitive boy. So let me tell you what happens to sensitive boys. Okay? It's easy to get hurt when you're sensitive. That's why people have tough skin. They have tough skin. They don't want to get hurt. But people who don't get hurt also don't feel anybody's pain. People who don't get hurt don't know how to laugh. If your heart doesn't feel pain, your heart can't feel joy. So let me tell you a klal in life. Reb Tzvi, at every moment remember Oz Yashir. Even if at the present, you have a difficulty, you have a challenge. Never ever give up. Remember that the future always brings opportunity for healing, for repairing. Even if it's cloudy outside, look up and remember 
that on top of the clouds, the sun is always shining. And soon the clouds will disperse and the sun will emerge. All of life is challenge. But never ever stop singing. Because our present is always defined by the future. Never get stuck and swallowed up in the present. That's one message to you, Shmoltzvi. And another message to you is, always, wherever you are and whenever you are, like Yaakov, your Zayda's namesake, stand up and say, There is meaning here. Hashem is here with you. There's purpose here. There's beauty here. There's love here. I may not know. I may not figure it all out. But always know, Never ever despair. Even a difficult day, a down day. Sometimes as we grow up and mature, life is not always rosy. We don't always have roses and lilies. Sometimes we're given lemons and we have to make lemonade. Sometimes we're given carrots and we got to make carrot juice. Sometimes we're given coffee beans and we got to make coffee. Sometimes we're given eggs and we have to boil the eggs and make them hard. But whatever the situation is, May Hashem bless you to go from strength to strength, to have a wonderful, blessed, happy life, full of our Chavos Adas and Atzloch with Brachas, Begeshem, Beruach, Ad Blidai, I'm sure you will continue to serve as a source of nachas to yourself, as a source of inspiration to yourself, as a source of empowerment to yourself, and certainly to your parents, grandparents, your entire mishpach, and all of the Jewish people. And may all of us certainly continue to see from you the great things we already see from you with our chavas hadas, hatzlacha, you should get along with your siblings, your siblings should get along with you. <coughs> That's the biggest bracha. You should enjoy each other, and we should always celebrate together on happy occasions until the great moment of Oz. Yoshir Moshe, the Mahayda Biyamani, Omain, Lachayim Mazeltov. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.